I have answer. one question about this verse though. Okay. One question. It says they brought seven, he brought seven spirits more wicked than himself. It says, and they enter in and dwell there. The question I have is where did they enter in at? And that's a that's a different that's a different word for every person. Where did they get in? Where did they get in? What did the enemy use? What did he use to get back in? Get in front of the devil. Get expose, it under the blood. Expose it yourself, and the devil has nothing to accuse you of. Yeah. The one one prison that uh, the the enemy keeps you in is fear of what other people think. Yes. You know, I people sit on their pride, sit on their fear of what you're going to think about me. I, I'm not going to admit that I did that. Right, right. You know. Oh, they're going to look at me different after exactly. this. Exactly. So you're just going to sit there with your sorrow and your and, and your demons and and be tormented. We are excited to welcome you tonight to the KTF podcast. We don't own the rights to this music, but we do love it so much that we can't have a podcast without playing. We're going to make it to the finish line. Just get you pumped up. That's right, man. It just gets a, gets us energized to talk about. You know, all the awesome stuff we talk about here on the KTF Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Shannon Williams. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. I feel good now. And as always, I got a couple cohorts with me. They're going to introduce themselves. Why don't we go? B. Mizzle, what up, America? Let's go. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Pastor PBJ here. What's happening? All right. And we've also, behind the scenes, is our... Always awesome, and but tonight he is drugged up uh, <laughs> with a little bit of cold medicine. John Beard is with us, and we've got Nancy in the corner. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for being here, babe. It's awesome <laughs> to have you. Oh, and Peanut Butter's here. Yeah, Peanut Butter the dog is here the guard as dog. well. So she's, she's uh, keeping guard with everything going on. Awesome. All right, tonight uh, on this podcast, we're first of all, we're glad you're here and we welcome you. Uh, we want you to like, subscribe, and share. We want to break this algorithm, Amen. this algorithm that is always fighting us. And uh, because, you know, we love Facebook. We love all the platforms we're on yeah. so much. Uh, but sometimes these algorithms, they mess us up and they will not release them. So please do us a favor and share, share, share this podcast from right where you are. Amen. Let us know where you're watching from and uh, let us know, comment, and uh, put that on there. So we want to thank you for doing that tonight. Tonight, what are we talking about? What do we do after deliverance? You've been delivered what now? You have been delivered. You've gone through deliverance. Amen. You've gotten saved. You've mm -hmm. gone through deliverance. Mm -hmm. You've had mm -hmm. the demonic broken off of you, strongholds broken off of you. You've got curses broken. And the question is, now what? Is there mm -hmm. steps to take afterwards? Are there things that you need to be doing? Do you need protection? Do you need uh, to know what waters to navigate to fight? And uh, I think we got B. Mizzle. He's going to take us away uh, from the start. What do you got, bro? I got a word here from uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20. It says this. If they have been if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it or overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. Wow. 
I think that really sums up what happens to somebody that gets saved, right? gets freed from things, and then goes back to participate mm. in the things of the world. That's right. Obviously, the scriptures are telling us that they frown upon it. The That's word right. of God frowns upon going back into the world. All right, so uh, we got some stuff here from uh, PBJ. What you got? All right, so I'm I'm probably coming at a little bit of a different point than you're going to come at. Uh, so I'm in John chapter eight, going to be talking about the um, woman who is caught in adultery. Okay, and the Pharisees are getting ready to stone her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, uh, without reading the whole thing, at the very end of it, you know, Jesus intervenes, and he. Some said, people may not know the story you're referring to. Uh, Why don't you okay. just read a little bit of it? Let's see. <clears throat> Not everybody may be familiar with this, so I would rather kind of cover it. I mean, okay. the gist of the story is, right, she's caught in the middle of adultery. Yes. Yeah. They pull her out. The people, they begin to gather stones, mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to stone this woman to death, right? Yeah. And so Jesus shows up. It kind of interrupts the entire right. process. So you want to you pick up from there? Um, so in uh, verse five, cha- uh, this is chapter eight, John chapter eight, verse five. It says, "Now Moses in the law commanded us, thus, uh, that should be stoned. But what sayest thou?" They said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote in the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking, he lifted up and he said unto them, "He that is without sin amongst you, let him cast the first stone." And he stooped down and wrote in the ground again. Yeah. Okay. And then get to, uh, uh, let's see. I'm going to skip forward here. Anyway, so he's writing in the ground. He's ignoring everything that's going on. And then um, basically the Pharisees are like, well, Jesus, what are you doing? And they leave him alone. They leave the woman alone. They walk away. And he looks at the woman and says, Go and sin no more. So this woman has been caught in the act of adultery, caught in all of this. So she was wrong. She was wrong. Yep. And she has clearly uh, been doing something wrong in her life. And Jesus intervenes. And then at the very end of it, the power of Jesus, go and sin no more. So, so the message that so the message you're saying the 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 main focal point that you are focusing on is what Jesus told her at the end. Yes, right. he actually looked at the woman. And he said, "Woman, where are your accusers?" Yes, and she says, "I have none, Lord." And this is what he said: "When well, neither do I, I do not accuse you, right?" But then he does say, "Go and sin no more. Do not go and repeat the offenses that you have committed today." Right. So God is clearly sending us a message of that not only does he want us to be free from sin, forgiven of sin, you know, he wants us to abstain That's right. from mm-hmm. continuing in sin. Right. She has now been le- delivered. Le- yeah. Now let me that's right. That's this is that's one level of deliverance, right? Mm-hmm. So let's define sin real quick before we go any further because some people say, well I don't commit adultery. I've <laughs> never committed adultery. You know, so what? Uh, I don't. I'm not really that bad. I'm a good person. Why do I need Jesus? Well, the Bible says that. Well, let me play. There's a little none deep. good but God. What about this? So I, I have a. I can't shake smoking, right? Yeah. Okay. I got a spirit of uh, addiction. Okay. Right? I can't. But 
Actually, smoking is not a sin. It's not a, against the law. Well, but if it's it not takes, a law of God, but I, I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you could put that in a category of sin or not. I mean, right, I the mean, Bible does talk about your your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. On, that's right. So, you know where where that falls and where that line is. You know that I don't, I don't really know the scripture. There's a lot of things the scripture doesn't come out and say, hey, if you do this, you're gonna, you know, this is sin. I think the Holy Spirit reveals things yes. to you, and yeah. then you. You know, deeper down inside, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah, right. If you have the Holy Ghost inside you, He's going to convict. He could, that's what one of the things He does convicts us of sin. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, you know, He convicted me of dipping snuff. Well, I, it's not against the law. It's not bad. I didn't, you know, but He con- convicted me of it, saying, "You don't need to be doing this." Why did He do that? Because it's going to hurt my testimony. Yeah, you it's know, a hindrance. For it's your a wall. hindrance. For my walk with yeah. him, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't need to have a crutch, and I don't also don't need to spend seven, eight dollars a day on it. Mm. You know, when I, that well, money could know, go to the family doing other things. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people in situations where they don't have, but they have the means to support a habit. You look at your 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 tobacco habits over a year's time. Look how much you're money you spend. Seven, eight dollars a day. You know, that's thousands of dollars. Listen, a year. if you're a smoker or a dipper today. You could buy a second house in about ten years. That's right. Yeah, and that's the truth. That's how expensive that stuff is. But but sin is anything that separates us from God. If we really want to get down to it, if you say if it pushes me away from God, then it's sin. Mm. So anything in that category, he said, go and sin no more. So we covered this in another podcast about you know I got saved. You know, do I have is my life different now? And the answer is yes, your life should be different than what it is. But but when God, if God sent Jesus to die on the cross, crucified on the cross, um, died, buried in a borrowed tomb, rose again from the dead, given us the keys to the kingdom of God, does God want us to continue to fight a struggle and an issue with sin? No. Did God do all of that for us to stay in the situation that we were in when he found us? No. Absolutely not. Let me share this verse with you right here. 1 John 3, 8 says, The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Okay. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. That's right. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Yes. Now, you're supposed to live a life, continue not to sin. So we're supposed to be sinless. Yeah. You know, we're not to live. Um, it's not to, that you're, not, you're never going to sin, but you're not supposed to have a lifestyle of sin. That's, a, that's well, what see, that's, that's what he's talking okay, about. Okay, so the, that's what it says. It says you shouldn't sin because the devil sinned from the beginning. If you are known as a sinner, that means you have a character to sin. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, if if I sin, which, you know, Oh wow, you know, Pastor Shannon sin. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes I say things wrong. I do things wrong. Um, the difference is, if a believer sins, one of us sins, we should be convicted by. That's it. right. Yes. We should feel bad about it we and want to change it. We should be living a lifestyle, and if we do sin, we know how to. That's right. How to uh, uh, counterbalance that? We know how to come back from that. We know how to um, uh, ask for forgiveness, ask for redemption. Um, but someone who is a sinner, true sinner, that sins all care. the time, they don't care. They will continuously live in that. A sinner does not care. A lifestyle of, of habitual sin 
is a total opposite of a lifestyle abiding in Christ. That's right. You know, you cannot abide in Christ and have a, a, a flagrant sinful life. Yes, you know, that's right. You, you, we're you all... have to listen to the commands of God. You must listen to those commands. You must heed those commands. That's right. Uh, you know, in order to become a son of God, you have to hear the command and obey it. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Okay, so so God sets these boundaries out here because He don't want us to be out here running over things. Uh, and getting hurt. Right. When God says don't, anytime he says don't, remember this, he means don't hurt yourself because that's what's going to happen. Let's. Let, I want to I look at this quickly here um, because I want to take this in a direction of I've went through deliverance, now what? Right. Now, now, what, now what do we do after we get delivered? So let's say you go and get prayer, you go to a deliverance conference, you go to a service, you get prayer, demons are cast out, maybe the spirit of fear, spirit of uh, death, the spirit of de- uh, depression, uh, heaviness. Some of these things are, are, are free. You can feel the difference. You experience the difference. Now what? Now what? Well, this is what I want to remind you. Ephesians 6, let's look at it quickly. Chapter 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Amen. Stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this is basically the manual for spiritual warfare. We don't fight against each other. We don't fight against flesh. We don't have a weekly wrestling match at the church where we're going to have this person and this person. They're going to get in there and they're going to fight it out and they're going to duke it out. Where is the battle for Christians? It's going to be a spiritual, spiritual fight. That's right. It's going to be a spiritual mm-hmm. battle. Where you, Where is it going to wage? It's going to wage here. It's going to wage here. It's going to wage in your spirit, in your mind. Yeah. It, it, you're going to have these fights. You're going to have these attacks. You're going to have um, all of these things. So we got to be spiritually prepared. Armor. Right. When God says put on the full armor of God, guess what? He means it. That means there's an armor that God has prepared for you, and these things are meant to help us fight. Mm-hmm. We've got to be ready for a fight. That's right. Amen. The wiles of the devil, the darts of the devil— Spiritual wickedness in high places, the rulers of darkness of this world, Amen. principalities. Let me tell you something. All of these words, these are strong words. That mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about the demonic. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, this is offensive. Everything that Jesus is talking about is offensive. Yeah. The sword of the spirit, that's an offensive weapon. Yeah. The helmet of salvation. That's meant to, as you go into battle, a breastplate goes on the front, right? Okay? Then you have your belt of truth, and then your feet are prepared to take and go into enemy territory, right. right? You don't have anything for your back. That's right. You have a shield of faith. And so all of these uh, are meant, we are we should be offensive That's right. in nature. As Christians, we need to be offensive. So we need to be ready. I know people that get delivered. And then they sit back and say, oh, 
Yeah. Now I can take it easy. Yeah. That's not how that works. No, the the fight is getting ready to begin. Right. Truly, you're about to have some spiritual warfare mm-hmm. because the enemy does not like to get kicked out. Yep. Yep. He don't mm-hmm. enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to want to try to come back in. I got a scripture here um, in, out of Matthew that we really need to look at. But I, I really think that we got to remember where our focus should be. Like our focus is the commission of God, the great commission. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to have fights along the way. It's just we better learn how to fight and win so we can focus on the mission of God. You know, as, as we've been in deliverance quite a bit here lately, and every session we've been through with the people I've uh, ministered to afterwards, you know, I talk to them and I say, well, how well do you know the Word of God? Well, I pray. Come on. Uh, I, I fast and I pray. Pray you know, praying you, ain't, how, praying's not how, where how it's going to be at. How much do you know the Word of God? How often do you read your Bible? Well, well not that. that much. Yeah. You know, that's that's your weapon. That's the first thing you got to have is the Come Word on. of God in Come you. Come on, that's right. You know, how do we stand against the wiles of the devil? You stand with his word. You stand on the on word. The word of God. That's, that's Man what... shall not live by bread alone. That's right. Matthew 4 4. But by what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what we are to live by. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 that is where our life comes from. That is our weapon. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful. That means it's alive and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. Piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is even a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The sword will cut the enemy. It'll cut sin out. It'll heal you all at the same time. So Christians, I have a word for you. Get in your Bible. Read your Bible. Stop watching YouTube. Stop watching other people minister on Facebook. Listen, I'm thankful you're watching this on the platforms right now, but this podcast should not replace your personal Bible reading and learning. Amen. Everybody wants to get a word. You know, prophet, give me a word. You know, the prophetess said this and that. Get your word here. Get your Bible, man. 66 books you can choose from. That's right. You You, you can get your own word every day. Isn't that something? And your own word, per, your personal word, yeah. every day. Right. And I, you know, I don't understand why so many Christians deny themselves feeding themselves spiritually. And I, maybe I it expl- even, maybe it explains why their why their flesh I, I man, is so why. strong because of this right here. This is our worst enemy. Yeah, you know, even though it could be a tool, we it use can, it for yeah. good. I mean, you have it, the people who are like, "Well, I don't want to read. I don't. I don't like reading." Well, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't like reading. You know what? I, I I don't like reading. I don't like it. You know, I, I'll read my Bible and stuff, and sometimes. But you know what? I have this really cool app that I can follow along. I can still open up my Bible and listen to it, and and you know what? I still get blessed and still get. Fed I want that you way. to know that there's too many tools. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's too many apps. Yeah, I agree. To have excuses today. Yeah. To be ignorant of the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just as that's the facts. When I got saved just a few years ago, right? Just a few years ago. <laughs> uh you know, they didn't have apps. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, just a couple yeah. weeks ago. When I got saved, seriously, it was a long time ago. Like I was counting up the other day. Man, it was like, you know, thirty Five years ago, 
or something like that. You know, I, like it was like over thirty years, thirty plus Old years. Timer. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been in ministry over twenty five. Praise God. You know, so the Lord is really like He's really blessed me. But but they didn't have that stuff when I got saved. Yeah. Like you, get like the you, strongs out. man. I, you know what <laughs> oh, I you man. know what I got for my 18th birthday. <laughs> I, God called me. To, God called me to preach. You know, my mom. My mom got me for. She, I asked big. for this uh, Strong's Concordance. <laughs> you got it over here. Is it, a, it, it, it? There it is. Actually, behind my book, right there. That's that's it, right there. That's the actual one I got on my 18th birthday, right here. Pull, pull this thing out. Let me show y'all. Let me Golly. show y'all. It's like it's thick. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me this mega book. <laughs> you see this right here? This is what I studied with when I when I got saved. Right here. This there is what go. I got. Stu- this is what I studied with. And you go in here and you find the word in the Bible that you want to look up. Right. So you get in here and you find the word. And so the word here um, is honesty. Right. It says life. It has got every word in the Bible. Life in all uh, godliness and honesty. And then it's got a number, 4587, 4587, and this is in 1 Timothy 2.2. So we would go to 4587, so you put this down, you go all the way to the back to 4587, and you go and find out what the original Greek of that word was. I like how it says the exhaustive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exhaustive. This is right. the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible by James mm. Strong. Now, let me tell you something. This is a gift from God. Amen. Because I didn't, yeah, other, you know, now I have a software program that's got the Strong's in it and it's got search tools and it's really neat and it does help. But let me tell you something. There was no substitute back then for learning the Bible except for getting the Bible and digging in it. You know, and bought, that's that's how I started. But now there's no excuse. Right. Apps. Right. You know what? Our church has a has an app. You know what? Anybody in our church can download it for free. Guess what? It's got the Bible on it. The, the it will read to you. I actually pull it up and I actually allow the thing to read the Bible to me. I'll listen to it. Amen. And it is a blessing to have these tools. There is no excuse for you not to know what the Bible says. Jesus, what did he do to defeat Satan when he came and, and tempted him in the garden? Ooh. It is written. He used the word, right? He said, it is written three times. It is written. It is written. We got to start going back to the word of God. Jesus had to use the word of God. We got to use the word of God. Come on. Come on. That's right, man. Use the Bible to defeat Satan. Amen. That's what I want to say. Bam. We we need to know the Bible. Once you get delivered, you need to know the word of God. And Mm -hmm. and once you get the word of God in you, then attacks won't. That devil's going to leave you alone uh, a lot of the times. You know, he, not that he's going to be totally uh, not messed with, but he's going to be like, I, I, I ain't going after him. He's he's too strong. Right. That's you right. Know? That's right. Uh, you know, Jesus used the word of God to fight back the devil. What do you think the sword of the spirit will do? It's like if somebody was attacking you, somebody came at you, and they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt you. And you pulled out a sword, and it was this long, and you were like, it's going to keep him Stick it in their face yeah, and say, hey, back yeah. up. You know, if John went wild and crazy on the medicine he's on and uh, <laughs> decided to attack me right now, I'd, and if I had the sword, I would, just, violence. <laughs> I, would just, I would just stick it out at John's face and say, back up, buddy, or I'm going to cut you. After a minute, I think John's going to get the picture. I'm not playing games. He's going to back off. That's right. That's what the demonic will do. Amen. That's what the temptation will do. That's you right. got to cut it with the word. You say, "Well, what scripture do we use? What the the one that applies to you?" Amen. But there's a real good one we like to use. If the only things that you have to receive are what you receive from God, right? Amen. 
Power, love, and a sound mind. mind. That's, right. That's it. Yep. Second Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind." In the name of Jesus, any other spirit out right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. So you got to know how to fight. Listen, if the devil comes in and says you are sick, you better learn Isaiah fifty three five. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions; he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. The Lord sent His word and healed my disease. You want to know why a lot of people don't see healing in, in, in anymore in the body? Mm. Because they won't actually pray and actually quote scripture. Amen. Do you know the Lord can't answer a prayer that you never pray? Come on. Come on. If you don't pray, God can't answer it. And there's a guarantee he won't if you don't. You know, my thing is this. Take a chance. Step out. Believe. Have faith. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Amen. What if God don't? I don't think that way. I think what if God does? Maybe that's, that's just good. where I'm at in my walk with God and with my life now. Maybe you're in a different spot, but I'm just I'd rather I'd rather lean on it, it, it's possible. I'd rather lean on it's God is able. I would rather lean towards him, you know? And so the Bible does say out of Ephesians, I really like this point, and I want y'all maybe we could talk about this for a second. Because I think this is a big thing right here. It says this wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. In the evil day, and having done all, to stand. stand. That's right. I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that. Weak people can't stand. Mm. You got somebody sick and weak, and they're in the hospital, and they're like, "Come on, come on, get up out of the bed." And they got to have help, and they're so weak. They it's hard for them to you stand. Be strong. That's right. Right. Yeah. So we got to do what's necessary to be able to stand. Mm-hmm. And I said this the other day. I said, listen, I'm not beholden to any man. No man, no man has anything over me. Like he, you know what I'm saying? I and I made this day, I stand on my own two feet. All right. You know, I don't I don't need BA, I don't need BA over here or PBJ. I don't need either one of you to speak on my behalf. Amen. Right? Because I stand on my own. Yep. I say what I say, I believe what I believe, I know what I know. I'm I have my walk with God. I don't need other people to do it for me. So I believe. There is a message within this scripture that a lot of people overlook, and I think it's this. I think it's time that the Christian man should stand on his own two feet. Come on, that's good. Yeah. Instead of allowing themselves to be drugged by a pastor, drugged mm -hmm. by a preacher, drugged by a social media that's personality. Good. That's good. That's you know, good. it's like, oh, I'm hanging on to every word that so and so says. Mm -hmm. I follow so and so online and I, I can't wait for them to get up and preach. I can't wait for get them to get up and prophesy because I just, I need some. What, what about, I can't wait to get up and get in my word. There, I can't wait to dive into the Bible myself. Because that involves work. You want to be strong? You want to be a, uh, a strong man of God, strong man physically? You got to work, work out. out. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't watch you work out on, and, on my phone. And you're not going to gain muscles, you know. Man, man, man. Look at him, man. He's so strong, man. Look, he's working out. Golly, he's so good. Guess what? That don't do a thing for me. That's right. And you you have to try to lift something heavy. Yeah. I can't oh, help I you, bro. Oh, I can't do it. You're you're alone home. You I can't lift it for you. You know? So same way in the spirit. So after we get you deliverance. You have to build your own strength up. After we get deliverance, I think one of the things we gotta do 
So we got to start working on becoming strong in the Amen. Lord. Amen. That's right. Be strong that, in the Lord. I would use that as a as a motivation. You see someone else that is strong in their faith and strong in their walk. How are you doing that? How exactly. are you? How are you strong? I'm, I want some of that. I need to dive into find my word. And I want to get strong. Find, yeah. You know, find you Surround yourself by like minded people and well, let uh, that inspire you. Yeah. 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 Let it inspire you. For I mean, sure. it's okay to be inspired. I mean. Paul said this, follow me as I follow mm-hmm. Christ. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, like, let's go on this journey together. He wasn't saying, look to me for yeah, all the yeah. answers. Look at me. I'm all hot, you know, yeah. hotty-totty, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he was saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Let's do this together. Follow me. We're on a journey. That's right. Now, if I stop following Christ, don't follow me anymore. That's exactly yeah. right. Right? Just because he mm-hmm. was a leader. He was a leader of the church. He was a leader of the day. And uh, But th- you know what? I mean, he still... He still encouraged all the people to be able to stand on their own two feet. Yep. And I think this is vitally so important. The key, vitally important. One of the major keys we've figured out today, the key for overcoming deliverance or what happens, what next? Yeah. Become knowledgeable in the word of God. Yes. You know, Get you, you, you have Bible we have a thing we go through for every deliverance service of what hinders Deliverance, and the number one thing is ignorance of God's word. Ignorance of God's number word. Number two is unforgiveness. Those two things. That's, we're not speaking on unforgiveness tonight. We're talking about what to do. Both of those things. If you want to hold your deliverance, you want to keep it. You want to keep from having to come back. Get to know the God's word. But what else is going to check you in your life? I, you know, what I'm saying. Like I know a lot of people. They're like my boss. Uh, he can't tell me nothing, right? My wife. She can't tell me nothing. You know, like who else is going to check you? Oh, the, let, let, the word of God can. That's exactly if you'll right. if you'll read it, let God convict you. Let God let God's word help you because we need it. Amen. Like we need strong Christians. I want to I want to speak this. We need strong Christian yes, men and women. We need them. We need them. We need it. We don't need no weak, need sissified, uh, watered down Christians. Uh, we don't. We don't need that anymore. Don't have no anointing, no power. No, we need you strong and mighty, strong in the Lord, being able to overcome. Defeat what's coming at you so you can be a part of the Great Commission. How many people have we heard speak lately and said, God's raising up an army? God's raising up an army, Mm -hmm. a remnant. And, you know, he's getting his army together. What do you want in your army? You want strong men, right? That's right. You don't want a bunch of, you know, skinny jean, weak sissies. You want some strong men of God. Women, women too, women implied. But I want (laughs) to, I want to, I want a man that's just going to have his shirt, you know, Drawed up and tied up in a little knot up here <laughs> with a man purse. That's the guy I want to follow. With his, uh, yeah, like come do on, do rag on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want, I want a man with his nails painted up. Yeah, man. That's just, that's just show. Oh, that just man. shows me. That's, that's what I want to be like. I mean, come on, man. We, it's time, it's time to step up and really like be men of God. Amen. You know, men. It's okay to be a man of God. I want you to know that it's attractive. Listen, some of you out there, you need to become a man of God. Stand up for something. You know what? You, you, you might get married if you've actually become a man of God. If you're out here, you're like, I'm searching. I want me a good woman. I want blah, blah, blah. <laughs> become a good man. Become a yeah. good husband. Amen. Yeah. Be, become a, it's okay to have testosterone. God put it in you. Come on. It's okay to go hunting and fishing and gutting Amen. a fish and skinning a deer. <laughs> it's okay to be a man and drive a truck. It's okay. 
society will tell you that this is not where it's at. Yeah. Society will tell you that a man has to be in touch with his feelings. Man has to embrace his feminine side. You mm. know what? Bump that. I want to drink a cup of coffee and go shoot something sometimes. Amen. Amen. Put on your armor. Let's go. That's right. It's time That's to right. fight. Let's go. We need some manly man. I'm ready right. right now. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go right now. <laughs> All right. Matthew 12. Listen to this. This is a story about a spirit that's in somebody that gets evicted. This is deliverance from the demonic. Cast out, a, cast out a demon out of somebody. It says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from where I came. Here's what I do know. Demons are homeless. They're trying to live with you. Mm, come on. And when they get kicked out, they may wander around. They may not find somewhere else to go. Guess what? They are coming back. They will try to come back. This is a fact. If you've received deliverance, it is not the end. It's the beginning. Amen. Say okay? that. It says, and when he has come, he will find it empty, swept, and garnished. That means it's clean. Yep. That means it's clean. That means there's no more sin. Jesus did his thing. He cleaned Jesus house. cleaned up the house, right? That's right. And then it says, so then he goes and he takes with himself seven other spirits. So he goes and recruits seven more. The Bible says that are even more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. Mm. They enter in. So they break in. This is a B&E. So they're breaking in. They're busting through. They found a weak spot in this person, right? Because this is talking about a temple of somebody. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is the house. It says, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Amen. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. So the state of the house is worse than in the beginning. Why? Because he went and got seven more, and he came back and found exactly. a weak place. Exactly. So that's why you got to fortify your windows and doors. Mm -hmm. Windows, windows. Yeah, that's good. Windows. All these are windows and doors and portals. We got to fortify them. Can't can't agree with Satan. Can't agree with your thoughts. Take them into captive That's before right. they come. Words. Come on, That's right. That's you know right. what I'm saying. All yeah. of this is important. You got to learn how to fight the enemy. Listen, the enemy knows you sometimes better than you even know yourself. Mm -hmm. Learn your own weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Learn. Okay, what is the thing that holds me back? What is that one thing that? I can, I'm okay with all this other. What draws me back in? Mm -hmm. And learn to guard against it, fight against it. And you know it. what that is. Yeah. Everybody has you, one you know thing. Your vice. Yeah, you everybody know has something. I mean, you've already been swept and clean, so place yourself in a position, in a place where you're not going to be tempted for Don't that go to back, back in the mud, right? Exactly. If I'm if I'm a been delivered from alcoholism, I am not gonna walk down the uh the beer aisle um in Walmart. Come on. I am even though the slim gyms and the peanuts are right there. I don't know why they put them there. I'm just saying, I don't know why they put them right there. But The devil put them there. I, I, I guess so. I guess so. But I'm not going to walk down. I'm, I'm going to find somebody. Hey, can you grab those for me over there? I'm not walking send, down that send aisle. Send your wife to go get them peanuts. Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You've got to place yourself in a position where you you're know, not going to be there around. Comes a time, be smart. There comes a time. There comes a time. You know, when you overcome that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you overcome that. It doesn't bother yeah. me a bit to go down to beer. Oh, right, yeah, anymore. But there for a while, I I yeah. struggled. Yeah, with but it. but but if you were still struggling with that, 
Mm-hmm. Wisdom would say, uh, yes. hey, man. Wisdom told me don't go down that aisle. Might not be a good idea. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. So, <clears throat> so here's what happens. So after a demon is cast out, you need to fortify. You need to learn the word of God. You need to you need to learn the scripture so you can quote it. I'm talking about learn it so you can recite it. Amen. You know, people want to say, "Well, I read the Bible. Did you learn anything?" No, I just read about 18 chapters today. Did you learn a scripture? Right. No. Well, what good? What good is it? What good is it? Don't we try gotta to get it in us. We need it to be in us. You know, there's yeah. this big thing right now, I guess, this first of the year. Everybody wants to read the Bible in 12 months. Read the Bible as much as you can read it. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that's the thing everybody's doing now. But read one verse and let that, let uh, let, it, let Ephesians let 6, marinate. 10 through uh, 12 yeah. sit in your heart for about two months. Come on. You know, yeah. God's not going to be upset that you only read two verses in two months. Come on. If you could eat that and, and dissect every bit of that, mm-hmm. you know, he, he'd much you rather you. become one with it? That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I like that. And that, that's how when he Qua, quality quality is not it, quantity. It's what you fill your house yes. with. This house was swept clean. Jesus did his part. He cleaned out the demons. Now it's an empty house. So you got to fill it with something. So see, you got to occupy it with the Word of God. You got to mm-hmm, occupy yeah. it with the Holy Ghost. Yep. That's where you. I, I have yourself. one question about this verse though. Okay. One question. It says. They brought seven, he brought seven spirits more wicked than himself, it says, and they enter in and dwell there. The question I have is, where did they enter in at? And that's a that's a different that's a different word for every person. Where did they get in? Where did they get in? What did the enemy use? What did he use to get back in? That's that's, that's different what, for every single that, person. That's right. That is, you but, know? but for you. What is that thing that if it was brought to you right now and dropped in your lap that you could not resist the temptation you know, to if sin? You, if, you got, if you got delivered from a spirit of lust, the enemy is going to use your phone and, and you just scrolling mm-hmm. through and you're going to see half-naked women you know, <coughs> as you right. scroll through yeah. there. Yeah. We like to call them That's, triggers. Yeah, triggers. That's how that, oh, okay, well, my eye caught that. Eye, yeah. ear. Yeah, yeah. Your gates, you know, mm-hmm. protect okay. your gates, you yep. know. So that's how I, th- I believe the enemy gets back in, and it well, takes well, one, just one little sl- slip, you know. Well, one, all yeah. So it's there's one area where he entered in, right? Let's say you fortified every area. Let's say you went and you board batten, you just got wood all every window and door, mm-hmm. ex- except for one. You just left one window open. It's like water. It's yeah. going to find right. its way. It's going to find a way in. So, yeah. so you got to be thorough. And allowing the Holy Spirit. This is why you, you got to be honest with God. So when you come to God, you must confess all your sin. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and confess it. I know people that uh, we've done deliverance on for three hours, and something will not release off of them. And come to find out, like, after three hours, they're like, oh, well, I had an abortion when I was 16. I didn't tell nobody. Did Did you confess it as murder before God? Did you Did you confess that sin? Well, no. Yeah. No, I didn't. Well, guess what? You need to do it now. And there are some people, they have never fully confessed, and they've never gotten free from certain things because they haven't confessed it. So get clean, get 100% clean, get all the way clean. Amen. Yeah. And then close those doors. What do you got to lose? I mean, I believe pride holds so many people back, mm-hmm. you know, from getting full victory, 
full deliverance. Uh, do you think? Yeah. Do you think the enemy has a part to play in people not wanting to confess their sin? Like, like they feel so much embarrassment and shame that they can't actually say, "Well, I did this and I did this," even though there's freedom on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah I, I think they're uh, the enemy plays their with their mind about the repercussions. What's going to happen to my life after I completely, you know, ask for forgiveness or if I expose this thing that I've did in my life? What's going to happen? You know, I say expose it. I say get in front of the devil. Get expose, it under the blood. Expose it yourself, and the devil has nothing to accuse you of. Yeah. One one prison that uh, the the enemy keeps you in is fear of what other people think. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I people sit on their pride, sit on their fear of what you're going to think about me. I, I'm not going to admit that I did that. Right, right. You know, oh, they're going to look at me different after exactly. this. Exactly. So, do you just going to sit there with your sorrow and your and your, and your demons and and be tormented? That's right. Because you're fear of what other people think. Yep, that's right. I agree. Um. So after we after we went through all these, um, I got some steps, but then there's one final thing that I think we need to do. Right. Uh, number one, you got to keep your house clean after deliverance. Yeah. That means mm-hmm. your body, your spirit, your mind. Number two, the spirit will try to come back. Understand that. Number three, learn to fight back with scripture. Mm-hmm. Number four, plead the blood of Jesus over you and your family. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We Every day. about that one. Yep. Yes. Plead the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus. Number five, uh, we know they're going to recruit more demons to try to break in. So you got to be diligent about your walk with God. And the, the last thing that I want to say is that we must get filled with something. Amen. The devil cannot inhabit a place that is full of God. Amen. Right? So get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 15. Luke chapter 141. Luke chapter 1, verse 67. Acts 2, 4. Acts Come 4, on. 8. Acts uh, Acts uh, 4, 31. Acts 5, 3. Acts 9, 17. Acts 13, verse 9. Acts 13, verse 52. All of these, if you go and look at all, every one of these, it says... Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's right. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's right. I think there's something to getting filled with the Holy Spirit. It is not a salvation getting reconnected with God, born again. It is actually a filling of a cup after that happens. Come on. It is a getting filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a separate action. Amen. The Holy Spirit, you do not get full of the Holy Spirit the day you get saved. Amen. You get swept and clean. That's right. Yeah. Then you've got to invite the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to come in. Correct. That's He's right. a gentleman, right? He will not force himself, so you invite him to come. So we got to get filled. The Bible says, be ye not drunk with wine, but be ye filled with spirit. That's right. The spirit saith the Lord. Amen. So it's very important to get filled with That's the spirit of God. our power and our boldness comes That's from. right. We have the power to fight back. We have the boldness to, to stand against these things. And so we got to have our weapon, our weapons, and our and our breastplate, and um, our our armor of God. We got to keep our house clean. Uh, hold on to the Scripture, plead the blood, and get full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's good. Y'all write that down. Amen. Those are all excellent things. Maybe we can actually have those things listed up on there. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. All right, guys. I think we uh, think we got a good one here. Uh, so we thank you so much for watching with us. Those those of you that hung in here the whole time. And we pray that you were blessed tonight uh, at the KTF podcast. We're coming to you uh, from the KTF studios. And I'm Pastor Shannon Williams, your host. And I'm always going to remind you every time to what? Keep the faith to the finish line. Amen. All right. God bless you. We'll see you next time.